Good morning. Good morning. It is May um, 18th, I believe. It is Sunday morning. This is again the day that I have my my littlest one, Emily. She has um, strong eczema. I hate to be the you know I hate to start a conversation out uh, with that with that information, but. It's typically what, um, you know, um, leads us to do whatever we do with her, when we do it, how we do it. And um, so last night I tried to put her to bed and I tried doing so the same way I always put her to bed, but um, it didn't work this time. Eh, We had a horrible session, to put it honest. Lee, she um, cried the whole time, tried carrying her, I tried singing to her, I tried rocking her, I tried letting her play to wear her down, all that type of stuff, and, you know, I'm going to take responsibility for that, I got, I'll be honest, I got kind of angry at her, you know, um, which never helps any situation, by the way. Um, but I was frustrated because I had tried everything. I had tried it several times and it wasn't working. So in the end, I passed it off to my wife and she told me that I was probably five minutes away from putting her to sleep. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I personally think that sometimes you just need a different set of hands to make it work. And sometimes you need a woman's set of hands, uh, especially with babies. And she was able to make it work in about five minutes after taking over. And little Emily went to bed. Um, you know, I broke a cardinal rule that I told myself would probably always work the weekend before um, when everything was going well. And that is simply to respond to what she's doing and what she wants. Just give her what she wants. And life will probably be much easier. So what I mean by that is last night, I think she was giving me some pretty clear signs that she wasn't sleepy yet. She had quite a bit of energy, which is why despite all my effort, she wasn't going to bed. Um, And what I've done in the past is I would let her go play with her sisters or I would just bring out some toys. This time I tried to bring out some toys, but that didn't work. But what I should have done is I should have let her play with her sister some more. Even though it was clearly past her bedtime, she had a bunch of energy left. And it would have been easier not to fight the current and just um, let her do her own thing before putting her to bed. Because it would have been another half an hour at the most, maybe even an hour which is really a small amount in the grand scheme of things. And also, I would have prevented her from having a chaotic crying episode, which, um, you know, it, that can take that can take quite a bit of time to, to make up. Anyways, here I am this morning. Um, the wife took care of her last night. I take care of her in the morning, regardless of who takes care of her at night. So I got her either way. My wife loves to sleep and um, I love to help. So I'm with her right now. We're walking around the street looking at some beautiful flowers that are in season. 
um, trying not to get stung by the bees, and giving her some fresh, cool air before the before the hot sun comes out, which typically occurs later in the day. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the economy, uh, the stock market, the virus, all that good stuff. So, um, no, the virus is nothing really new except for the fact that it's taking longer to subside than everybody thought, but the economy isn't really going to slow down. A lot of states are trying to open up. They're relaxing a lot of rules. People are outside a lot more with masks and gloves, which is a good thing to see. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see where we go from here. You know, the stock market continues to want to push higher. We've been in kind of a sideways trading pattern now for a while. Um, we made an initial giant bump off the 23, March 23rd lows. <clears throat> we went down 35%. We came up 35% from that level. So we're probably about 15% from the February highs, which every Everybody um, who considers themselves a smart trader um, says that that level is too high. Um, but, you know, that doesn't change the fact that we're here. And it seems like the market wants to go higher. You can probably attribute that to a lot of different things. People getting stimulus money and maybe putting that money in the stock market and doing nothing Got, they got nothing to do but sit at home and play with stocks. Um, it could be, it could be the fact that people are optimistic about the the future of the stock market and the economy, and that we're going to open up pretty smoothly. And they do have some evidence for that. I mean, you look at China, you look at Italy, you look at Sweden. You look at a lot of other countries, you know, including Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, South Korea. I mean, all these countries, they've seemed to put the virus under control, open back up again, and manage the risk fairly well. So if we can mimic that, um, that process, then we have a good chance of being able to live with the virus until hopefully a vaccine comes out. But then again, there's a chance that the vaccine doesn't come out. You know, um, people were thinking that there would be a vaccine for the bird flu, and there never has been one. So that's just um, a virus that died. It hasn't gone away completely, but it seems to have died or mostly gone away um, by on its own through isolation and we're hoping to mimic that here. Trump is confident that we will get a vaccine by the end of the year. There are about eight promising um, vaccines in the clinical trials right now. And we hope that one of them, or two of them, most we would preferably like more than one, will be successful. And um, I, I, I really don't understand the process, you know, and all the testing that needs to get done. I would think that if something looks very promising, you'd know very quickly. And um, if that were the case, then you would want to start mass producing that very quickly. And I just, uh, I don't personally understand it, but all the experts say the same thing. So you'd hope that one of those will be successful.
Um, so not much to talk about. You know, I've I've got what 150,000 150, plus 90. So I got about 240,000 in the stock market right now. I'm down about 10%. I'm down about 25,000. Um, it's a lot of money. You know, my wife, she, she thinks it is a lot of money. I don't want to say it's not a lot of money, but it's really not in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we have, um, net worth equity over a million dollars and, um, yeah, oh, geez, the squirrel is got a lot of energy. So it is, you know, I don't want to say it's not a lot, but if we were to lose it, if we were to lose a hundred thousand, I'm a, maybe it's because I'm a gambler. You know, I'm used to, I I put things into a much bigger perspective. If we lost a hundred thousand trying to make, you know, seven hundred thousand, you know, I'm fine with that. I can live with that those type of odds, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm betting on companies that have been severely hit by the um, recession. <laughs> Sorry, they've been severely hit by the recession, and I'm hoping that they rebound. And if they do rebound, then I'm looking for at least, um, you know, two or three x my money. Now, if I were smart and I just chased the fast money, I would have bet on some of these damn tech companies that have already doubled in in value since their March 23rd lows. Now, it's very difficult. Now, everyone considers where they were since the March 23rd lows. They were down there for like a minute. So it was it would have been very difficult to time that perfect bottom. But even if you caught it on the first leg up, you could probably still close to double your money or at least gain 50 to 60% on your money. If I would have just chased the tech companies when they first occurred. Instead, I'm down there in the dumpster, you know, with all of these garbage stocks that have, frankly, I mean, the, the, I've learned my lesson. First of all, I bet on some companies that had poor solvency issues um, that were highly likely to go bankrupt. Some did go bankrupt, and that was a mistake. So out of the 25000 that I that I'm down right now, 15,000 was due to the fact that I got in too early. I bought United Airlines on the way down. It kept going down much. I sold it and lost 15,000, but it was still a smart decision because if I were to held on, I probably would have been down 45,000. So <laughs> every, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, you know? And I tried to catch a falling knife, as the experts say. I tried to catch it, and instead it stuck me in my beautiful hand. Um, the other ten thousand, uh, you know, this is this is this is a learning curve. To be honest, I bought some of Hertz before they announced they were probably going to go bankrupt. Um, they probably still are. They're still kind of babbling that, but it looks like they are. Lost some on Hertz, and then the just stupid trading decisions. You know, I. I'm not an expert trader. I'm learning as I'm going. And I bet... Look at that. There's a... Oh, there's an owner with the dog. And um, what else? I, I bought Zoom. I was very confident in buying Zoom. Um, because I thought it was in, you know, a, a new up-and-coming tech company, high-growth company. And it would be... 
It had an amazing growth model. It had like three mil- 300 million subscribers. Everybody was negative on it because they think, oh, well, Facebook has free video um, chats and so does Google. So obviously Zoom's going to go out of business. But I looked at Zoom as like a um, gold standard of video conferencing and anything that can offer, you know, some type of, um, you know, benefit over their competitors has value. So I, I bet on it, then I got nervous about it. Again, total you know rookie decision. And I sold it at a loss. I lost probably a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. And these little losses add up. You know, you keep losing a little bit of money like this, and it it'll add up into another ten thousand, which is where I where I got to. So, anyways, and I sold it, and what did it do? It went up. <laughs> I bought it. For like 160, I sold it for like 130, and then it went up to 170. So, and you know what? It looks like it's gonna continue on that growth model, moving upwards. So uh, maybe I'll buy some on when it comes back down. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say right now, but what I can tell you is um, I've made a lot of rookie mistakes. I've I've bought high and sold low. You know, and um, you know what I've learned is the most difficult thing to manage is yourself, um, your emotions. My mother, um, who's been trading for a while, she's she's much smarter. See, here's the thing: I we we have different personalities. I don't, I don't like to do this day trading. I don't like to. I don't want to watch it every single day and then sell it when I think I've made a few hundred bucks or even a few thousand dollars and keep doing this over and over again. That's a job. I'm an investor. I, I want to bet on stocks the way I bet on real estate, which is how I've made you know, most of our um, net worth. It's, it's very simple. I, I want to buy at a discount. I want to hold it long term and let it do its own work. Um, maybe I got in a little too early. I probably could have waited to, before some of these moves were made to really find the bottom. And I might still be making those mistakes. I don't know. So anyways, I have 240000 in the stock market, but not all of that is in the market, actually. Um, in fact, I'm kind of curious now. Let me pull up my little app and see how much I actually have in equities and how many is not. Let's take a little look. Hope it doesn't affect this recording. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see, balances. So I have about 160,000 in actual stocks, right? And then I have um, 76,000. No, no, no. Let's see. I think I have 56,000 in cash. Yeah, 56,000 in cash. Call it 50,000, make life easy. So that means I have about what a hundred two forty one ninety one ninety in stocks right now. Yeah, that's about right. So one ninety in stocks, fifty in cash, roughly. And I'm probably gonna wait wait to see where we go next. Um, you know, I'm I'm nervous just like everybody else is. In a little aspect that the market could dip lower again. 
Um, there's only one reason people would say the stock market's going to go up, and that's because the Fed is buying bonds um, directly from companies. They're they're putting money into ETFs that invest in bonds. Um, the the Fed is you know making loans to companies. They're pumping quantitative easing, which means they're buying Federal Reserve. I'm sorry, they're, they're buying treasuries. And they're also buying mortgage-backed securities from um, agency mortgage, mortgage-backed securities. Uh, primarily through BlackRock is the company they're using to do most of these transactions. And you could say they're propping up the market. And maybe they are. And a lot of people could say, well, that's the only reason. That's a pretty damn good reason. You know, people say it like that's the only reason, you know, like that's not a good enough reason. The Fed can print money. The stock market, it's all about money, buyers and sellers. If you have a buyer, you can imagine the market should be going up, okay? So... That's why I'm in right now, that and the fact that I think um, I'm optimistic about our economy opening up, Um, frankly, because I think, you know, Americans have a different culture than a lot of other countries. At least I think they do. I, I, I think that we're overly confident sometimes to a fault, but I also think that's going to result in people wanting to get out of their houses once this whole lockdown ends. It may take a while, it may take a few weeks or even a month, but eventually people are going to get sick and tired of staying at home and just seeing their family, not being able to go eat at a restaurant, shop, shop in the mall, okay? So girl getting anxious, right? <laughs> so... I can't wait to start doing that. I mean, we still go to Costco every weekend, but you know, I missed I missed our our trips to the beach. I miss our trips um, to Legoland. I want to get into the mall, let our kids play at Jump and Jammy. Um, I want to you know play some video games at Dave and Buster's. Um, I want to get out there looking. I, I wish the real estate market would go a little cheaper so we could buy something too. But, I mean, it's not looking like that, to be honest. It's looking like the real estate market is going to stay very strong throughout this market. Um, the, the fact is, you hear report after report through the Zillow CEO, Redfin CEO, my local um, brokers who I trust. They all say the same thing. It's not 2008. People have a lot more equity in their houses. Um, they have a lot more cash in the bank. Um, people are not in distress like they were. Now you could say, well, you know, unemployment is at 20%. In reality, it could be 30%. And that's true right now, which should lead to more um, defaults. But there's a few things to consider. Most of those people, to be perfectly honest, and I'm sorry to say this, they're probably renters. People, the, the people who have been let go most likely are renters. That's number one. Number two is all, all major banks and Freddie and, and loans backed by Freddie and Fannie, 
they have been given 12 months of forbearance. And after that forbearance period, which essentially means you don't have to pay your mortgage, after that forbearance period, they will be given the option to move those missed payments to the end of their payment term. Okay? So, it's going to be a long... If they're going to go bankrupt, it's not going to happen until 2021. And it's hard for me to imagine that they're going to not extend it if needed. So, uh, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say, you know. Um, I have a lot of friends who are expecting and wanting that to happen. You know, all, we all want discounts on housing, you know. But I just, I just don't see it right now. And... I guess we'll know a lot more once the economy opens and a lot of these jobs come back to really see where the unemployment is and whether or not some of these, um, you know, fruitions in terms of the housing crash could happen. Now, on the other side of it, I fully and wholeheartedly believe that there will be a commercial real estate crash. Um, you just got... You got a lot of foreclosure. You got a lot of bankruptcies in business coming up. You got a complete move to online retailing. And I I just don't know how many of these, you know, commercial buildings are going to stay at the values that they're at, that they're at. I mean, you're talking about buildings already in Los Angeles that, you know, it'll be it'll be worth $5 million, but you're getting $10,000 a month in rent. You know, now $10,000, even triple net may sound like a lot, but for the value of the property, it's a very low return. The only person who's interested in buying it would be an owner operator. And I really don't know why they would be interested in, in, in paying for it. So you had that plus now you have less people wanting to rent. Um, I don't know. But this could also be one of those situations about the haves and the haves nots. I mean, the the right location will get may get may get the good may get the right price, and then you know all these suburbs where, frankly, there's not a whole lot of need for commercial. They're the ones who are going to suffer. All right, I'm gonna flip you around. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna flip you around, okay? Come here, sweetie pie. Thank you, fun gal. Come here, sweetie pie. Okay. Ow, 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 No. Stay still, stay still. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not sure what else to say at this point. You know, uh, I hope some of my you know, I, so the stocks that I bet on, I got some airlines, I got Boeing, those those are not going to take a long time. I got some banks. I like these stocks, and they're, they're very well um, positioned. Their price in terms of their future values. Um, but man, when, you have to, when I think about a two, three year hold period, it's a long time. That's a long hold period. Let my cash sit around like that. Anyways, this little girl's getting feisty. I'll probably end it here and I'll pick it up again.
next week sometime. Okay.